Let's push is burning, it's burning for you. Let's push is burning, it's burning for you. Welcome to another edition of Lens Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So you could never make everyone happy. And really, this day and age, you can only hope to maybe get 50% if you get that, depending on what you say, or you could get less than that, depending on what you do or what you say. I have a good example of that, okay? You could hand out lollipops at school. And all the kids are just loving this, right? And then, of course, there's the people, the parents and everybody and other people who will say that you are now promoting tooth decay. So you can't win. You can't win in society today. Everything is just too much. You can't win. Nobody is happy. You could cure diseases, and yet one side would be, say, you're putting people out of work. So, you again, you can't win. So most recently... The U.S. Senate, yes, the U.S. Senate on Tuesday passed legislation unanimously. I'm going to say this again, unanimously. Can you believe this ever would happen? Unanimously. So we should focus on that. But they are going to make daylight savings time permanent starting in 2023, ending this twice annual ritual of changing the clocks for no apparent reason, right? Um It's apparently promoted by supporters advocating uh, brighter afternoons and more economic activity. I don't know where they can figure out. I guess because it's brighter, everybody's more excited. They're going to go out. They're going to spend some money. Now, the Senate, again, approved the measure called the Sunshine Protection Act unanimously by a voice vote. The House of Representatives will held a committee hearing on the matter. Uh, They still must pass it before it goes in front of the president to sign. So, you know, I have talked about this many times in the 100-plus episodes of Lens Burning Bush, that for me, once, it, once you spring forward, I don't need to go back, right? <laughs> Just leave it, leave it the way it is because I don't understand why we, we continually do this. I like more daylight after work, right? That's the, the, for me, that's, that's a big thing. So just leave it alone. But of course, there are people who are opposed to this, like the National Association of Convenience Stores opposed the change, and they tell Congress this month, we should not have kids going to school in the dark. Oh, the humanity. Really? Is that your concern? What about the kids that play winter sports who have to go home in the dark at 4.30 or 5 in the afternoon, right? Also, Senator Roger Wicker from Mississippi had originally placed a hold on the bill. His flight then was delayed, so the constant request was bumped to Tuesday so that Wicker could block it, but he never did. Wicker said he also has concerns that children will be in increased danger going to school during the dark in the mornings. The change would help enable children to play outdoors, however, later and reduce seasonal depression, according to Uh, supporters on that it just proves that no one is ever satisfied more light after school or work is a good thing right i think that is a good thing either way you end up having someone unhappy it gets to the point that maybe your goal shouldn't be to make everyone happy because you will never ever achieve it ever it is just not even worth trying now passing a bill through the house is generally a lot easier than the senate but there's still the opportunity for those standard time proponents or the clock-changing enthusiasts, as I like to say, to block the legislation. Daylight savings time has been in place 
nearly all of the U.S. since the 1960s, and they first tried it uh, in 1918. Year-round daylight savings time was used during World War II. Now, it was adopted again in 1973 in a bid to reduce energy because of an oil embargo back then and repealed just a year later. So maybe we might be in that same boat, right? We're trying it again after what we did in 1973. This bill would also allow Arizona, Hawaii, uh, who do not observe daylight savings time, to remain on standard time, as well as American Samoa, Guam, the Northern Mariana Islands, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. See, you learn something on Lens Burning Bush. So whether you like it or not, we may have more daylight in the afternoon in the winter. It may be a good thing. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is an entertainment lawyer extraordinaire who has been on on air talent in New York, in Miami, Florida, in the 305. Please welcome Giancarlo Sambo Esquire to Lens Burning Bush. And I want to get you on the uh, full screen here so we could see you on the stream uh, as well. Because again, we're doing this on YouTube uh, and Twitter and Facebook Live. So welcome. It's been a long time, young lady. It has. Thank you so much. I'm so um, glad to be here. Um, I've also been a talent in Puerto Rico. Um, wow. I'm so happy to be here and so happy to see you. It's been so many years. And I love that you coordinated uh, with Red today. If For those of you watching on uh, Facebook and YouTube, uh, y- we are both wearing Red today. Of course, you look better in the red than I do, but I figured, you know, I, I, we didn't plan this. So this is, <laughs> this is all good. But what are your thoughts? We finally get the Senate to agree 100%, and yet still no one is happy. I don't get it. You know, it's um, funny that you start with the lollipop story because I actually have a friend and she has three kids. And one day I brought lollipops to the kids. I thought that'd be nice. And the kids were like, oh, they're not the same lollipops. And I was like, what? So apparently the parents have this agreement that if they're going to give a lollipop or whatever to the kids, it has to be the same. So three of the same. So I was like so embarrassed because I brought them different flavored lollipops. Um, But yeah, those are the times that we're living at. And regards to the daylight savings, I grew up in Puerto Rico, born and raised, and we never had that change. And when I moved to New York, it was a little confusing because I couldn't figure out when do you go back, when you go forward, even to this day. Um, recently, when I just uh, moved out of California, I kept saying, okay, you spring forward, fall backward. And then this thing with the hours, I asked Google, because now we have Google. I'm yeah. like, Google, when, when does daylight savings time end? When does it begin? Um, in a way, it's nice to for me to go to the States and sh- see the change in time. That was fun, but it's more practical just to keep the same time year round. And the kids that go in the dark, what about Alaska? It's yeah. Yeah, dark I, all the time. You can't please everyone on this, and it's going to, you know, it, you can't put your kids in a bubble, for crying out loud. I mean, exactly. I'm not saying, you know, back in my day, we used to walk to school up hills both ways, and we loved it, you know, but it's just the, the bottom line is you have to understand that light at five, when you get home from work and you still have three hours of light, that is a mm-hmm. tremendous lift on your day, um, yes. I think. I, I, I love the summer for that reason. To be able to, I mean, I live at the end of the Eastern time zone. So at 9 o'clock or 9.15 in the summer, it is still light out, and it is a fantastic experience because I know when I took my son, and we've, you know, I grew up in, obviously, in New York and New Jersey, and you 
you get dark at 8 o'clock in, in the summer, 8.15 or whatever. So you get that extra hour. It really means a lot. So by not changing the clock in the winter, instead of 4.30, it's like 5.30, quarter to 6. It's a little bit better. Um, you know. And again, it's going to be dark in the morning. Just get over it. I mean, I yeah. don't understand why we have to have a debate on this. I, I'm, I'm shocked that sen- the Senate decided that this is, this is the stuff that they've got to work on. But that being said, let's just give them, give them propers for actually getting 100% of them to say yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, mean, at least that's something they can agree on with everything else that's going on in the we, world. We can't agree on lollipops, but we can agree on this. So it, it's just the same thing goes for, you know, with a snack now. I remember uh, baseball, like, started, uh, you know, the joke was bringing a snack to the game. And you had to have sometimes a healthy snack. I'm like, healthy snack? Come on. You know? You I have enough. I mean, everybody wants the healthy snack. Meanwhile, kids are fatter than ever. I don't get it. I don't understand. Healthy snacks, and, and they're putting, uh, you know, all this, this uh, kale uh, shakes and all this stuff. I'm like, I, I'm out. I'm out. I don't like any of that stuff. Uh, I'm willing to try stuff, okay? I'm willing to try the. But when it looks, I've seen people, like, on St. Patrick's Day with the green, the kale shakes and stuff like that. Oh, it's, it looked disgusting. It looked like uh, a baby had done its business, you know. Uh, you, yeah. you know, you've seen that those, um, if you've ever seen, you know, children and it's a uh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So I, don't I like Halo, no, so. no, I don't either. And I don't understand, but they force you into it. It's like, you know, everybody has to have their agenda because they drive an electric car. You have to drive an electric car or they drive, uh, they drive a gas car. Then you have to have a gas car. Why, why can't we just let people do what they want to do? And why do we do. need to promote? The fact, like, you have to go out on, on a limb or go out on your high horse or soapbox and say, this is the way it has to be. There is no set rules, right? That's the right. last thing I checked. They, there is no, no set rules. I mean, it's good to put your information out there, but let people decide for themselves. Agreed. Agreed. It's been a, it's been a tough go of it. It's worse during the pandemic, but it, I think it's been going on for many years, and it just doesn't seem, like I said, if we can't even agree as a, as a nation on the daylight savings time, uh, I just... I just wonder, like, if we could agree on anything. I, I just, uh, you know, is there anything that would make, I mean, like I said, you could cure cancer tomorrow. Exactly. And I don't think that you would please everyone because you wouldn't please pharma. You wouldn't please right. the doctors, right? Because they, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure no one wants to see anybody die, but they would rather keep them medicated, right? It's like the vaccines. You yeah. put a vaccine out there, something that it's going to prevent you, well, allegedly i have to say now it's going to prevent you from getting a virus and some people are like no yes no i mean Uh, i I actually there's a saying in puerto rico there's a girl that uh videotapes herself and she says forks stick to her and she took a fork and it actually stuck to her and i was like is this a a gimmick apparently the vaccine has something i don't know what it is but i thought it was funny i took a fork and it stuck and i took a picture of myself i'm like hey but I don't care if forks or knives, I mean, well, not in the yeah. sense, you know what I'm trying to say, yeah. but whatever sticks as long. I mean, we had the chicken pox and polio and all these other things. Um, I don't know. I know I'm going to make angry some anti-vaxxers out there, but this is my opinion. You know, if I'm if you're going to have something that's going to prevent me from getting a virus or the virus is going to be less potent in my body, then I'm going to go for it. Again, it is. It's everybody's choice, right? I, I really believe that. It, it, it's really a situation where you have a choice and go for it. Be you, boo. 
That's the way I say. But don't I, I, I don't, I never like this in religion. I don't like this in anything. If you believe in something that is wonderful, I am so happy for you that you did this. But please don't tell me how I should live my life. That's all, right? That's the biggest message that we could always say. If you want to go do something, you go do it. You want to, you want to jump, uh, you want to climb Mount Everest, you go right ahead. I will watch you from the ground. And like Casey Kasem, I will keep my feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars, okay? I'm not doing it, okay? There's certain things that I, that I won't do. But that's, you know, that's been me for all this. But you, you have gotten yourself into entertainment law, but you were, you were on air in Miami, in New York, in Puerto Rico. You, what made you switch from the uh, on-air world to the entertainment <laughs> law and, and now representing beauty pageant winners, right? Is that what you're doing now? Uh, yes, and I'm representing other clients as well. Um, it's funny because I always say it was a non-compete contract I had at Metro. Um that's that's the funny funny story. No, you know, I come from a generation. Um, I grew up in the eighties. I mean, I don't want to throw age out there, but um, back then it was a work hard. You know, you get good grades, you get into a good school, make something out of yourself. So I always wanted to do something along the lines of either doctor or lawyer eventually. But my passion was always communications. So I did the on air stuff, and um, we know each other from Metro. Anybody that's doesn't understand. Yeah. Like. <laughs> we, we met in the, in, the, in the late nineties. Yes. Right. And, um, I remember I had a non-compete, uh, contract at Metro. That was the first time that I was um, in the big leagues as a full-time on-air personality. Um, I, I gets real when you have such a contract and I didn't know what it said. And I was like, I don't want to rely on a third person to read this for me. I want to know what I'm signing. I want to know what it says. Um, and I was always the kid that, like, if we had a board game, I would be the one with the box reading the instructions. We didn't read the instructions before we start because I thought that's going to give you an advantage to play the game. Um, so I was always a nerd, and I thought that eventually when the time was right for me, that's when I went to law school. And um, out of all the topics, I like contracts the most, <laughs> ironically. And um, I decided to focus on entertainment contracts. Now, granted, yes, there are some things like labor law and uh, aside from contracts and corporate law that I liked as well. But eventually, because I'm an entertainer or because I was an on-air personality, I went into entertainment law, entertainment law. And I always say, who better than a former talent to represent talents? Well, of course, that, that makes a lot of sense because that's why you see a lot of, uh, even uh, in the sports world, you see a lot of uh, former players or, you know, they played a little bit and they can certainly advise their clients a little bit better. So that does make a lot of sense. Right. And then in New York, um, I started doing pageants because I wanted to get the skills to be a better broadcaster. So that's what led me into pageant life. And then I left Metro because I was going to compete in the Miss Puerto Rico preliminary for Miss Universe. That's how it all started. Um, and then I did well. I made it to the finals. But before the pageant was finished, I already had an offer to be on air. And not only on air uh, as a newscaster, but also doing production work. And that led to a whole bunch of other stuff. I stayed within the pageant community. Um, 
as a coach, as a producer. I work with that organization as well. And then the Miss America organization came knocking on my door one day. They actually called me on Halloween and they said, uh, trick or treat, would you like to lead the program on the island? Which I thought was amazing. And the great thing about Miss America is that it's a nonprofit organization that gives scholarships to young women. So I'm actually doing something that I like. I'm promoting higher education among young women. I'm going above and beyond my duties because I'm mentoring these young women, not only to stay in school, but also giving them advice on career and if they want to go into entertainment or law or whatever it is. And um, I found a place to explain contracts. I mean, there are some pageants out there that are not as organized and some young women and directors that need some guidance with, with their contracts. So I've been doing that. And also um, I've been working with a communications company most uh, recently doing their contracts for a big event. Um, but that's, that's what I do. I do entertainment contracts. Well, it sounds exciting. I mean, you know, in terms of, you know, people that are analytical and people that, you know, you want to help them because there's a lot of things in, in that we look at on a day-to-day basis. People just sign, right? They don't know what they're really signing. They do. And the problem that I find is that um, in your, if you're in a competition, whether it is sports or pageant or whatever, and suddenly you win, you're so excited and you're full of this enthusiasm and they say, sign this and you sign it. You don't think about it twice. And that's when you have to stop. And that that's wrong. You need to have you need to be cool calm and collected when you're going to read something first and foremost. And if you have any questions, you do have the right to consult an attorney of your choosing and then sign. Um, you don't have to sign it because it's in front of you. Like I tell these young women, you know, there, there are other competitions. If you don't like the terms and conditions, you can always negotiate. And if you are butting heads and unable to negotiate, there are other competitions out there. But the key is what is it that you want to accomplish? Because whether it's a sports competition or a pageant, what's the goal behind it? Did you just want to have that title or is it because you want to have um, an advancement in your career? Do you see yourself as a broadcaster or maybe as an attorney for athletes or talents or whatever it is? Um, but just read before you sign on the dotted line. Exactly. Well, you, you are helping so many people and it is a good thing. So I'm glad you're, you're doing well. Um, I don't know. You, you mentioned we were talking off the air about Instagram, which yes. you and I both. I mean, we, we like it. We don't like it. But apparently Britney Spears has been liking it. But then she has taken a break. Um, now, apparently, she's made a return to Instagram two days after what appears to be a sudden disappearance. Why this is news, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I like Britney. Free Britney, right? We, we all want to. Um, but um, she's apparently back to her old habits, posting pictures, eyes locked on the camera. She's also been, I mean, if you ever follow Britney Spears on uh, Instagram, the, pr- the pictures are a little racy, um, uh, I noticed, uh, with Britney. Yeah, it's I, pretty I, cells, risky cells. Exactly, but you know, again, she she's having it, and apparently Kanye was suspended from from uh, Instagram uh, or Twitter or whatever he was uh, he was suspended on because of what he said and what he did, and uh, you know, Kardashian was all for the suspension, uh, but then she doesn't really have a leg to stand on. She is dating Pete Davidson. Have you seen this? No. I mean, no. I, I'm, I, again, nothing against Pete Davidson. If he can get what he gets, that, that that's wonderful. I've never found him very funny. Um, I, I try to uh, to like him, but I, I really can't. But apparently he's got a new tattoo now. I don't know if you've seen this. Yes. My girl is a lawyer tattoo tribute. 
What is? <laughs> what is? Like, doesn't he realize? Didn't he have a relationship that ended pretty badly a few about a year or two ago yeah, with uh, Mar- he, uh, Grande on Ariana Grande. Grande? Yeah, I don't yeah. even know. I, well, I think I think part, his appeal to me is that I find him real. I find him very appealing because he's he's a guy. You know, um, I think he's from Jersey, Staten and, Island, actually. I think. Oh, but, Staten Island. That's okay. okay. Yeah. Well, the tri-state area. It's all. Yeah, you're you're good. Together. You're in the same boat. It's all good. It's all good. Exactly. But he's he's very real, and I think that's refreshing in Hollywood, where you see all these uh, celebrities. The thing is that there's this pressure in Hollywood to, and and now everywhere really, but more so in Hollywood, to look good and to have a certain image. And when you see someone that's so real and authentic, like he, I mean, I don't know him personally. This could all be a bluff that he pretends not to care. That's his thing. But he looks like he doesn't care. So I could see why the girls are attracted to that. Um, He did have a relationship with Ariana Grande. They didn't end well. And now he's dating, you know, uh, Kim. Kim Carter. That's the dating world. You know, you fight, you date someone doesn't go well you try someone else it's just that uh, they're public figures and that's why we got to know but um just like him i'm sure there are many people out there that get their significant other tattooed and then they have another significant other and they'd have to change the tattoo or do something about it you know i'm not Um, yeah i'm not into the tattoo scene i don't particularly care for it again i'm not gonna if somebody wants to do it they go right ahead i don't have any problem with it i just don't understand to me if i'm gonna do something maybe i like geico and i could get paid for it but that's you know what i'm saying i, I want to get paid if they're if it's like nascar if, if i'm gonna do something with my body i want to be paid i don't want to have to pay for the tattoo i want you know that's the way i would look at it now apparently uh davidson is getting paid for this he is actually they've come up with a my girl is a lawyer uh hoodie now retailing for 48 dollars on barstool uh at barstool so the you know apparently this is a, this is a thing now uh, you can get this for forty eight dollars. I'm out. Just so you know. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a numbers game, really. You get a catchy phrase and you point it, and you started selling it and getting cash rate. I mean, I like the phrase. My girlfriend's a lawyer, so yeah. I mean, I could use the phrase. There you go. You get, you're going to have somebody tattoo that on them. Yes, my girlfriend is a lawyer, or exactly. and then eventually my wife is a lawyer. So they got to update. So what happens like that? That's one thing. Like what happens if uh, you get, you know, you're together with somebody, right? They get a tattoo. Maybe they put, you know, my girlfriend is a lawyer for you. And then what happens if you get married? Do you have to now edit it? You You say my wife or you just say my, you know, because then you could basically say that I've got a wife who's a lawyer and a girlfriend who's a lawyer. (laughs) To each his own, really. I mean, what do you do with your body and the drawing? You know, it's not like it's, I mean, unless it's like something that's patented or trademark. I mean, if you have the trademark, you have it there. Even if you change it on your body, you'd still have it registered with the um, federal office. But um, that sounds, but I don't know if it's a tattoo or did he have it um, branded? Because I read the word branded, and branding for me is when you have that um, iron, hot iron, and you brand yourself. Yeah, or is it the word um, branding as in like a well, brand? Well, he, he put my girl as a lawyer tattoo tribute. So I I, I would have, okay. yeah. I, so it, maybe it was the wrong words of choice. One choice of a few body art. It was a few body art in tribute to her uh, is okay. what, what it reads. Now, again, I don't know, nor do I care, really. But I just... I wanted to bring up the story because I thought it was, it was kind of interesting. One other story that I found very interesting 
is the fact that Rihanna is expecting, I don't know if you know this, yes. um, she's 34 years old, expecting her kid. God bless, yeah. ma- mazel tov to her. <laughs> I'm very happy for Rihanna to do this. But apparently, uh, she's just like everybody else. She was shopping in Los Angeles at Target. Okay. For baby stuff. She is shopping at Target. So even Rihanna is uh, feeling the effects of the gas prices, apparently, because now she's she's shopping at Target rather than uh, Louis Vuitton, I guess, for her baby yeah. stuff, right? She could probably shop at Louis Vuitton if she wanted to, uh, I'm probably. sure. But she was picking which up. Which Target? Does uh, it say which Target? It just says Los Angeles Target. Because um, there are, like, so many uh, Los Angeles. I mean, there's the one I, I would... I don't think she'd be at the one downtown because that's kind of small. But, I mean, you know, to each his own. That's kind of fun to go to Target, as they used to call it at yeah, one time. Target, exactly. I used to like it. We had a Target by us that had a little uh, – we would go uh, – sometimes we'd go shopping, go food. They had the, the groceries, too. And they would yes. have a little cafe, just a little cafe. Yes. Um, and you could get, you know, a sandwich or whatever. And we would sit there uh, with the kids and we would eat and we would shop. And it was like a little evening for us. And then, of course, they had to ruin it by putting in a Starbucks rather than the, the cafe. But, you know, again, that's, uh, that's for another time. But apparently she was picking up uh, clothes, onesies, socks, and more. Uh, she had her hair in a high ponytail, supported a blue uh, sweatshirt, silver miniskirt, and stilettos. Of course, she's got to have oh. stilettos on. Um, but at uh, yeah, at Target, she was at it. Uh, but uh, you know, again, uh, good for Rihanna. I am so happy for her that uh, that she's expecting, and God bless, right? Um, all that. <laughs> so she's wearing heels while expecting. I mean, that's an accomplishment right there. Now you lived you lived in California, right? Or do you still live? Yes. You're back. You're back in the in the state. You're back in New York. Okay. I don't say the states. Listen to me. Back on the East Coast. You're back on the <laughs> East Coast now. Now uh, apparently uh, Duran Duran, which is my wife's one of my wife's favorite bands, other than Def Leppard, right? Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, me too. They treated 250 friends and family and industry professionals to a private performance on the rooftop of the Astor in Hollywood on Thursday night. Now, the performance was recorded for a feature-length concert film and documentary the Fab Five will be releasing in June. Uh, and I think I was reading somewhere where they're, um, they're giving some money to the Ukraine or something with this uh, for the Ukraine. Nice. So very good stuff. I'm not, I've never once was a really big fan of Duran Duran, but this is kind of nice. Kind of like a little, yeah. uh, you know, you're there. Oh, wow, we, got, we have a concert now we can go to. That was kind of nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love Duran Duran as well. And it's nice, you know, that they're um, putting their effort for what's going on in the Ukraine. You know, I just read a story this morning that pregnant women were leaving the hospital as the hospital was being bombed. And I mean, just to be so vulnerable in a situation as a human and all of a sudden where the place you're at, it's a hospital. It's supposed to, you know, get some relief or feel safe. And all of a sudden this is going on. I mean, this is just I don't know. It's, it's hard. Tough times. Uh, absolutely. Uh, what's not tough times, however, uh, is uh, apparently Mike Myers. I don't know if you saw during the Super Bowl, they kind of brought back a little bit of the Dr. Evil. Uh, did you see that? The Super Bowl commercial where no. the GM commercial like, you know, uh, you know, he does the, the one right. million dollars. Right. Well, apparently yeah. he, Mike Myers back is many, many disguises. The first trailer for his upcoming show, The Pentaveret. Uh, where the actor will return to his roots a la Austin Powers, playing multiple roles in a new Netflix comedy. Now, I read it a little bit differently, and I got excited because I thought he was bringing back 
Austin Powers, but apparently it's just a new show with a lot of characters. I'm not as excited about that. i got to be honest. I was hoping for, when I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. <laughs> I was hoping for back with the Austin Powers. I don't know if anybody, if you watched the movie uh, or not. But yeah, uh, yeah. among the characters he plays is Lord Lordington. Um, and a uh, primary role will be Ken Scarborough, Canadian journalist, uh, as well. And it was created by Myers and Tim Kirby. The Pentaveret will be on uh, Netflix. The first series will consist of six episodes and begin streaming on May the 5th. Everything is streaming these days. And are you yes. caught up in all the streaming? Do you watch a lot of it? How, what are your thoughts? I did an episode on to binge or not to binge. And let me binge the way I want to binge, really. Right, uh, right. And I don't like that they were, they were asking us to do weekly and whatever. What are your thoughts of that? Well, the whole streaming platform thing, it, it, it's kind of a way of getting used to it for us old folks. Um, the same thing with the podcast. You know, it's the new radio and streaming. It's the new television. It's a sign of the times. In a way, I feel it's really good because before you used to have this major networks and you had to, if one of these three or five or said no to you, then you had no project. But now with all these opportunities, people who want to put their product out there can. And the next thing is for viewers, before you had the water cooler talk at the next the next day at work, which was kind of fun. But now you can adjust it to your own schedule. So, I mean, it has its pros and cons because, like, the family won't sit around the television. But, I mean, I think that died out uh, before even streaming started. So streaming is a good way because you can watch your favorite programs at your own pace, at your own time. Um, and it gives the opportunity for many uh, independent producers out there. I like it. I've been binge-watched a couple of shows. My favorite one was Mad Men. I oh, I really love it. Yes. Yes. Um, there are some also. Also, um, I get to see many. Uh, there are international series, series from Spain, which I particularly enjoy because I, I know Spanish. But I've also seen some from Italy, and um, my Italian's a little rough, but I, I understand it. And and I think there's Korean ones, and also. Um, some uh, Saudi Arabian ones, but it's good because you get to see um, things from international uh, perspective. Um, I watched now I'm watching upload, which is, I don't know if you're aware of that one, but it's like, instead of going to heaven, now you go on to this oh. like virtual world. Sounds and, like a Logan's run from 1976. Like you die at right. 30. Whatever. Yeah. It's, Right. And I finished the 1400, which actually um, it's a remake of an original. But what I'm excited to see is that uh, Quantum Leap is going to be back. And I remember watching Quantum Leap on TV like everybody else. But what's interesting is that Scott Bakula, he used to be the main character in Quantum Leap or the actor who played the main character, now is off doing some other series. So it's interesting to see how this is all going to play out. Um but um, I'm, I'm for it. You know, it's, it's a way of the times and it's a way to make it work into your schedule. And now that we're going to have the daylight savings. Yeah, you're going to have an extra, you know, you're going to be lighter and maybe you'll be outside more. Maybe we won't watch as much TV. I, I, I don't know. I, I love I love the TV. I have always have. And Me all too. the shows are, you know, just wonderful. I uh, finished up watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, the fourth yes. season. Uh, anybody, you know, watch that on Amazon Prime. The one thing I hate, though, and I know why they do it. But everyone has their own little niche, every uh, streaming service. So you have to almost subscribe to them all, and it gets to be pretty right. expensive. 
That's that's the problem, right? The record, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not necessarily. I, uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I understand. But um, yes, I also watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, although I stayed at the second season. I don't know why I was turned off and didn't go with the third. I might yeah. give the fourth one a try. Yeah, it, it was. It, I, I love the show. I, I it, it brings uh, back memories as a kid going up to the Catskills and stuff like that. So yeah. in the first couple of seasons, you'll see that um, on it. But now, uh, just a funny show. Uh, it is. It is. It is tremendous. I like uh, Afterlife, Ricky Gervais. I always talk about that one. Uh, that's a good one to watch. If you, uh, it's kind of interesting because you never would think that a, a woman dying of cancer and a man, you know, staying around and uh, would, would think contemplating suicide would be a show that would be funny. But it is. Uh, it is pretty, pretty good shows. But anyway, uh, why don't you give everybody a chance if they want to have representation in the entertainment law or even civil law or everything? How uh, must they get in touch with you, young lady? I have my website, uh, GiancarloSambo.com, just like it says my name right there. Yeah, um, on the screen, on the screen. Yeah. All, all the information is there. Uh, my email is also GiancarloSambo at Gmail. My phone number information is there, my office address, and also follow me on social media. I am following you and yes. through the lens burning bush. You can follow me and I'm on Insta and Twitter. I like the way you say Insta, like, Insta, you know, because you're trying to be hip. I like that. Insta. See, if I say Insta, it's thinking about like Instapot. Like, it's not the same thing with me. You know, it just, people just like Insta for him. He's, he's an old man. What is he? You know, Insta, uh, apparently. But, you know, I am an old man, but you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook. At Lens Burning Bush, you're watching it live on Facebook as well. You're watching it live on Twitter, and you're watching it streaming on YouTube. So make sure you hit the like, comment, subscribe, whatever the, the things you do. I guess you got to hit the bell. I, I don't even, I really don't know half of the things that you got to do. But you can, you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio, tune in, and you could even ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush. Make sure you say Lens Burning Bush podcast, though. I, I think it works better that way when you, when you do that. We're in countries and states. It's all over the place. You can, you can find it. But uh, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you this morning, Giancarlo. It's uh you know, the fact that you have an Esquire next to your name, I'm just honored uh, to you to be in the same room uh, because, uh, you're, you know, I've always said that I'm certainly not the smartest person in the room, but now it, we confirmed it that I'm not. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, it's been so great talking to you. You know, I miss working at Metro with everyone, and um, I'm seeing the other podcasts with the other people that used to work with us at Metro. I really miss those times. Those were really good times when it was radio and it was a different era and it was really fun. And now us radio people, we need to adjust to these things. And kudos to you that you're doing this podcast. I would say podcast is the new radio. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'm really One, happy. Times. This is episode 102. I cannot believe it. Uh, I started it on the April of uh, 2020 and it's been going on every week and like you said it's it's good therapy for me uh, i bring on a lot of old friends i bring on people last week we had uh tennis player carlene bassett who talked about 
uh, her struggles, and we were a little bit serious, more serious than I normally get on Lens Burning Bush, but it was, it was a good show about how mushrooms have saved her. So go back and, and, and listen to that. We've had many of the people that you know on here, Heather O'Rourke and uh, Glenn Shuck um, were on recently, and, and everybody else for that matter. Um, I've got friends, uh, Blue Jelly, who uh, came up with this theme for me, um, and I really love it. They played it on the, 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 the show. Uh, we recorded it, and I wanted to kind of leave the show with this because they are fabulous, Blue Jelly, a local band in northern Kentucky, and they, they were nice enough to play this little uh, uh, theme to Lens Burning Bush. And thank you so much for joining, John Call Out. We'll be back with another episode next week. So long.